at center from UNT, live from the hashtag Slim Luca MVP twenty twenty four studio. Uh, it's Jay Bunny. Uh, uh, uh. What's up? What's up? Sudden. Starting at guard from the University of Texas Arlington, it's your host with the most Ben Powell. What? And today, because. It's a, it's a special pod because we're doing things like we did back in the olden days, back when we started the pod, where it was buckets and beyond on each episode. It's a little slow in the summer, so we've got some basketball content. We'll start off with talking about the new Mavs, uh, Rashawn Holmes and Grant Williams, and then we'll close out the pod talking about this um, Drake versus Childish Gambino beef that, that popped up pretty recently. Um, so we're, we're excited to get into that. Um, but, but to start us off, the Mavs traded for um, Olivier Max Holmes Prosper, which, you know, after Summer League, everybody's super excited about him. But part of that trade um, was essentially the, um, the Kings dumping Rashawn Holmes, who had kind of been in a weird purgatory with them after the Sonus trade. And uh, I, I think he's been a, a player that the Mavs have had their eye on for a while. At least I, as a Mavs fan, I've been kind of hoping they, they brought him in. So, I, I'm really excited. I, I, I may be overly optimistic about what he can bring, um, but I think at the bare minimum, he's going to be better than Dwight Powell. And, and we can kind of see what, what that looks like within, within the offense and, and on the defensive side of the ball. What, what, what are your thoughts of, of Rashawn Holmes coming in and going in the next season? Yeah, yeah. Big free agency for uh, or big summer, I guess. Because that was draft night that we acquired those two guys that you mentioned, two bigs. Well, I guess we'll see. We'll see what they do. We'll see if they actually play bigs. I'm on the other end of this, uh, of this, of this particular Maverick, Rashawn Holmes. I'm sort of on the skeptical side. I'm sort of on the. I'm sort of a hater on this move. Uh, low key, I'm not hating on the move because really. He might, he will be more useful for us than he was for the Kings. So it was a good trade. I can't, you know, and I'm, I'm still, I'm glad we made that deal. Omax, super excited. You know, I'm, I'm a lot more excited about him, to be honest. You know, just given the potential energy of the situation, all right? Omax is the draft pick that we picked up. Rashawn Holmes is kind of washed up, bro. If you look at his last two seasons, He's barely even played. He doesn't even play that much. Now I get like when he's on, he's he's effective, and he did have he did have a, a strong he did have a, a strong little run with the Kings. But what's interesting to me, as soon as he stops playing for them, that's when the Kings become like this this like flashy whoa, what's going on? This is like the craziest, most consistent da 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 da. Like it's like he's not in the picture anymore. And then they finally lock it together. And when he was playing, that's when they were like, oh, okay, okay, we're kind of, uh, we're almost, we're almost there. Da, 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 da. So very maverick move to me. And, and, and yeah, I, I just don't see 
e- even behind compared to Dwight Powell, bro, you gotta you gotta think the Mavericks are gonna be having Dwight Powell in there before him, even if it's you, just. You really think so? Like, I think like Rashawn's got an uphill battle. I think he's yeah to be the starter. He's got an uphill battle. Dwight's got good chemistry with this. You know, like he's he's kind of locked in this thing. He got a new contract this year. <laughs> it's crazy. So and and yeah, just the fact that he didn't play a lot for Sacramento is kind of making me. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. What's going on there? Almost thirty years old now. Mm-hmm. Turning well, thirty in a few, the, in a few the months. Kings, when they got Sabonis, they had that major upgrade. He's an all star. He's, you know, he took that. He helped take that team to the next level. And um, they just weren't. They, they were playing a different style of basketball at that point. That he could. He didn't really fit in. So I think with with the Mavs, he he. I think he has a chance to start right out of the gate, and. And, and ideally, this is how I hope it plays out, where um, the starter isn't confirmed going into preseason. And then when they come into camp, him and Dwight Powell kind of play it out. And then they kind of realize, like, oh, uh, Rashawn Holmes is a better rebounder. He's a better defender. He's a better, like, alley-oop threat. He has, like, more scoring moves than Dwight Powell does. And I hope it's that clear like when, when they, when they, you know, kind of go one V one and when, and when they're, you know, going up against each other, just because um, I think that's one of the things the starting lineup is missing is, is to have um, a big that can do more than one thing. And, and unfortunately, right. Mainly offers just great picks and then an alley. And, and if that's not yeah. there, he's kind of just taking up space. So here's what I hope happens is, is Rashawn Holmes beats out Dwight for the, the starting spot. And then you see like Derek Lively, our rookie, come off the bench and just kind of clean up and kind of gain confidence off second units and, you know, and, and just kind of build himself up through that throughout the season. Whereas Dwight Powell is your break glass in case of emergency type big. Like if either of the first two guys are injured, then you give him minutes or like if you're trying to rest either of those two, um, like for the matchup or whatever. But I think, Dwight can take on that mentorship role where he's like trying to teach Derek Lively how to set a pick the right way, how to set Luca and Kyrie up the right way. And he's got a wealth of knowledge that his body just can't keep up with. Um, so I, and I think that's kind of how, how that'll hopefully play out. Um, we'll see. Cause, cause we've all, we've all seen Jason Kidd getting stubborn with certain lineups, but um, hopefully Rashawn Holmes just, plays that a little bit ex- amount of defense to kind of keep himself on the floor. I think that'll be the difference between him, him and Dwight and then obviously like weight brings offensively. So I'm excited for him. I, I think that's, that's an under underrated signing by the Mavs. And if we go into the sit into this season with these three centers as, as currently constructed, I feel like we've gotten better because we've hopefully shifted no Dwight doubt. to be that, uh, third option rather than like forcing him to be that first option where he de- where he takes on too much and it's it's just too much for him so oh yeah yeah it's, it's regardless it's gonna be a fire season because yeah like the fact that we have so many weapons now and who knows who's gonna shine you know if if lively my best case scenario is that we forget about Rashawn Holmes and it becomes Derek Lively rookie of the year 
you know, like, <laughs> and that's the story. And, and, you know, Luca's also trying to be MVP, whatever. That would be, that'd be another dope thing. Obviously, uh, you know, we got to get these other new guys coming in. Grant Williams, who I'm far more excited about, to be honest. Why are you? Yeah. Why is that? I just feel like he's got more ability, bro. And he's got more XP. He's He's been on the Celtics. <laughs> the Kings. Yeah, the X, yeah, the XP. He's got more XP. He's and more younger. playoff XP too. Yeah, more mana. Like, yeah, he's he's just I I believe in him more than um I think he's underrated. Well, I say that he's kind of he's kind of been hyped up now, and and I've got Mavs goggles on, so I'll, I've been seeing a lot of Grant stuff. Well, with Grant, but... well, with Grant Williams, we trade him for Reggie Bullock, and I think we've talked about it on the last pod. So forgive me if I'm repeating myself, but. Grant Williams has a great shooting percentage during the months of October, November, and December. Mm, like, yeah. unlike unlike Reggie, who for some weird reason has like a slump the first half of the year. Um, I don't know if he like did a deal with the devil to get in the NBA or what. Like, <laughs> you can get in the NBA, but you're gonna shoot like trash the first three months. Like, fine, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, both Grant Williams are getting a knockdown shooter. You're getting a guy who can guard who has guarded the Giannis's, the Joel Embiid's, like the Bam Adebayo's. So the bigs that can, you know, not, not your just traditional center, but a center that centers that have moves like the top tier of the league. He's, he's a, a really good defender. Kind of similar to like, like Maxi, but on steroids, like being able to guard those big dudes and um, the best player on the other team. That's what he prides himself. And we needed a guy like that. Um, and he's younger like so I already was a pretty big fan of him like before the trade so once we got him I don't know if you heard these he was on two separate podcasts this past week he first he was on the run your race podcast that's hosted by former Mav Theo Pinson and then he was on the old man of the three pod with JJ Reddick and they released like back to like on the Thursday and Friday so I listened to both of them. The first, the, the the run your race pod was an entertaining one just because it kind of goes throughout whole, Grant's whole, whole, literally whole basketball journey starting from like middle school all the way to the NBA. And it like goes through all the stories of that. And that was entertaining. And then in JJ Reddick's pod, it talks more about the, the Celtics, um, his time with the Celtics. And then also it touches on what he's excited about to, to do for the Mavs. But it's it was just so such a random thing because usually you get like one podcast out of these players and then, and then like you won't hear them on another podcast for like a year or, or however long it is. But it was so random that they both popped up like on the like the same week. So I felt like I knew I know Grant Williams a lot more after listening listening to those and it, it just has me more excited for for what he can do and I feel like he can bring that that dog in them you know that I feel like yeah. this team was kind of missing like since especially since Dorian left um I, I feel like that was the closest thing we had to a dog on our team <laughs> yeah and and he he's clashed with with you know in the playoffs with, with these guys that are trying to get in his head or kind of trying to force their agent you know like their game on him but like I don't know I think that's what I'm more excited about especially he, he one of the things that he did say is that when talking trash, he's usually not the instigator, but he'll react to somebody else talking trash. 
and he's had some back and forth um, with with Devin Booker. And for some reason, they always kind of clash. And he said that's going to fit well with Dallas because he already knows that Luca and, and yeah. have been. Yeah. So I, I've, I've been talking too much, but like it, it's it's exciting to kind of have. I don't know a guy that oddly like fits really really well with this with what the Mavs are trying to do. So I'm excited for him. Yeah, you spitting, bro. It's uh, Grant Williams is a good pickup, and uh, we're gonna miss Reggie. I'm looking now. Grant Williams, his slowest, his slowest. Um, while he was fire, he was kind of slow in January, which was when Reggie would pick it up, which is interesting to me. And <laughs> I, I say slow. He wasn't that. You know, it wasn't like nothing crazy. I don't have like the chart out. I'm just looking at just scanning reference, but yeah, man, like the defense. Oh boy, defense. And the playoff I can't wait experience, to play the I think, too. is is going to be underrated too. Yeah, the playoff experience, man. And, and and I think with the Celtics, he was probably like the the fourth or if like fourth or fifth guy, right? With with that team because they were insanely deep and they they were super talented. Mm-hmm. The Mavs, I would. I would probably say he's probably third, right? Right behind Luca and Kyrie, wouldn't you say? If we're talking about like, yeah, best, like third best player. Yeah, I think uh, it's gonna it's probably gonna look like that. Yeah, <laughs> I'd probably put yeah. Not a not a crazy take. I think I'd agree with that. Yeah. And it it shifts around, but yeah, like the fact that he can shoot too. If he turns it, if he if he really turns on the catch and shoot, and he and yeah, like he might be a monster. He might be a monster <laughs> Mav. <laughs> yeah, I think he's gonna get more opportunity because of that. Because because Kid is gonna want him in a lot of defensive lineups, and I, I think yeah, I think I think Luca and Kyrie are gonna create a lot of opportunities for him. I'm excited. I I, I legit. I'm I'm real close to like buying a, a Grant Williams jersey before. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of like where I'm at. Um, I want to get a I want to get a Josh Green if he keeps it going. That's yeah, probably uh, yeah. We'll see. Uh, he um, is, is there anything else you want to touch on Mavs wise before we dip into next Mavs wise? Not much. I bet I don't know. I bet they're all chilling right now. On vac on vacation. Summer league over. Yeah, summer league's over. So it's we basically four have... and one. We dominated. <laughs> yeah. What else? I don't think we have another technical like a real Mavs game or like a, a preseason Mavs game until October. For so yeah, nice. About three more months. It's gonna we're gonna have to come up with some some new topics after. <laughs> yeah, so watch new, some wings or something. New beyond topics. <laughs> Get our barber hammer on. Barber hammer. Oppenhammer. Oppenhammer. <laughs> What's that movie called? I low key watched that yesterday. I watched it. Uh, you watched both? Don't tell him. Don't tell on me. I watched it. I watched a cam uh, while I was working, bro. <laughs> and kind of boring. Kind of boring. It felt like an Avengers. It was good, but like it felt like an Avengers movie without like superheroes, if that makes sense. Uh, barber hammer. Oppen. Oppen barber. You saw an. I- <laughs> Oppenheimer? Yeah, like yeah. while you were working? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> well, I mean, 
Do you want to give us like a quick? You said it was like a uh, an Avengers movie. But that was a quick review. Yeah, yeah. It was like kind of boring. <laughs> yeah, I'd sneak that in there while we're okay transitioning. I'm but sure. Yeah, I don't Andrew, know. our uh, our pot uh, our other uh, host that is the big cinephile of the three of us. I'm sure he has lots of thoughts on it. Yeah, I'm I'm low key curious what uh if he's gonna. I, I feel like Andrew's oh, sure also gonna. gonna I feel like he's gonna share the 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 Avengers and boredom take with me, but I feel like he'll appreciate like the uh, I don't know the uh, the cinematography. Of right. It. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> the the effort. There's, there's a lot of energy. There's a lot of energy that you miss not watching it in a theater. I guess probably. Yeah. When you're not on the clock. I, and I'm, I'm gonna tell you, I regret not watching Barbie. I think that would have been a better <laughs> use of my time. Apparently, so I haven't seen either, but apparently the way they do it is to watch Oppenheimer and it will make you depressed and then watch mm. Barbie and then that will like lift your spirits back up to where they were originally. Yeah, I actually recommended that to my homies yesterday. I, yeah, um, my homie and his girl were going to go do that. I told them like, yeah, y'all got it backwards because <laughs> you don't want to, it's the thrillers, but like, yeah, if you're like me, you do not like thrillers because they just ruin your whole day. Like you'd be thinking about some some weird thing that happened a long time ago. You're just like, dang, bro, this is bothering me. Oppenheimer, definitely one of the movies. Talking about bombs and stuff, crazy. Yeah, I'll I'll have to check it out. We'll see. I might. Yeah. But um, one one thing I, I did want to touch on we talked about earlier today is this whole Drake versus Childish Gambino beef that popped up it was reignited at a drake concert where he was playing headlines or performing headlines and then like on the his stage had like a digital like scroll thing going across and it said like this america is the most over awarded over rated um song yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so that kind of like sparked to like oh like are they gonna get into a beef like are they gonna go like back and forth and this was actually a reaction to a video that um released uh for like i think it was g you know i don't know if you know that i'm i watch a lot of these on youtube it's like a gq where they talk to the actor about you know wh what are some like, I watched like, this one actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, so where they talk about like the roles that they've done in the past. So he was talking about community. He was talking about Atlanta. He was talking about like Lando and, or, uh, and Donald Glover kind of like mentioned like off the cuff or something like, oh, yeah. When I made, when I was writing This is America, it was originally a Drake disc. And then he kind of just kept, it was like a throwaway line. And I just, I, I remember watching it and then like, thinking like is this gonna like start something like i don't know if you <laughs> if you meant to do that or if he just kind of like casually said it i think it was kind of already common knowledge and he just kind of confirmed it <clears throat> but what, what what do you think about all this that's kind of yeah. the brief backstory well i mean um, that moment in particular that thing was like i feel like that was a laziness or you know like like that was him that was him going back to his old ways Cause the whole thing when I first saw it, I was like, like that's that's kind of confusing. Like, why do why do he go after? Why would Drake have an ESPN ticker at his show that says it? Like, that's bizarre. <laughs> I saw it on TikTok, and 
and yeah it, i don't know it felt weird but yeah then you watch the gq thing you're like oh okay and then you go back even further and you're like oh yeah you know what Childish Gambino, like uh, you know you go back to his old music like he does have kind of a like, he had a wild he had a wild side to him and and he'd be dissing people yeah, early on for sure yeah i found there was one clip where he was where he, he was performing in australia which is like kind of even crazier like, like like he flew across the world and did a show and then he freestyled and mentioned drake in a freestyle across the world which is wild but he <laughs> said nah i ain't drake in freestyle he said nah i ain't drake i sing better i do better my s is wetter so i mean is <laughs> yeah like that's a clear clear attack <laughs> attack his life points directly with the, with the mic is wetter <laughs> 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 but i got to use but yeah that's pretty wild and i think too he i'm not sure if he said anything like in his songs but he'd be talking crazy in his songs early on before he was on the leverage that he is now you know before he was simba before he has on tv show before he is in star wars like he's kind of on the same level these guys now and drake's kind of been taken down a peg so it's like it's it's kind of cringe looking back and seeing him talking crazy back then. Talking about how he's like, oh, I'm better than Schoolboy Q. I'm better than J. Cole. Da, da, da. I'm top five in the game. When he's like just trying to make a name for himself outside of being an actor. Da, da, da. But it's like, it's really, it's just karma. If anything, I kind of, that's just kind of where I'm at with it. Like, you know, our we reviewed both these guys stuff. Like, I'm not going to say Drake's my boy, but Charles Gambino for sure is Bo, like, like low key, I probably like I don't even know if we have the podcast because that was like one of the early things we were podcasting about. It was pretty much Mavericks basketball and Chelsea, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, like, yeah, like that's that's gang, but it's karma catching up to him because yeah, you can't use people's names on your come up, and then uh, you know, like if we ever have Dwight Powell or Mark Cuban on our podcast, or I mean, hell, like. Josh Richards. I think it's more like, for you. Like I haven't said anything bad about like. True. Well, yeah. I think it's more of like <laughs> you like call me out. Yeah. Yeah. True. I, kind I of mean, wondered... if we had Giannis, if we had Giannis on, he'd be on your ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the only one. <laughs> I thought you would leave Giannis. You let me down. <laughs> yeah, trying to get Giannis to leave uh, precious Wisconsin uh, that he oh, loves yeah. so much. God. No, God knows why. Um, but yeah, yeah I, you know, like karma comes after you, man. I think I think it's just like a a, a tale of karma. <laughs> Drake is still, you know, you didn't forget that, bro. You didn't forget. Come on, you don't you forget think, when somebody disses you. I don't. I don't know. I guess like I've kind of detached myself from Drake more recently, so I'm not like when I when I hear about Drake, it's because of the drama that Drake is. Did you hear his latest starting? album? Starting? Yeah. No. no. <clears throat> It's pretty good. It's better than the other one. He dropped one that was like electronic focused, and then he dropped one where he was like just rapid acting ignorant again. A return to form. But yeah, <laughs> you were saying, yeah, you're not. <laughs> I just, to, to me, he's, uh, I think we've talked about this before. We talked about like how like Drake has always been like this culture vulture where like he kind of like steals ideas or like he's got you know oh somebody's doing like afro beats or whatever i'm gonna do afro beats or like somebody's yeah. doing this like i'm gonna you know and then he kind of because 
like he, I, I would say like he, he markets himself to the point where he is everywhere and his music has, he turns out music like an, an insane level. But I kind of compare like Drake to Fast and Furious. Like you're kind of, there's a lot of, there, there may be a lot of like style, but no, no real substance, you know? Mm-hmm. And they keep just coming out with like, oh, okay, another one, I, I guess, sure, yeah. yeah. And but like, I feel like Charles Gambino is a lot, is like The Sopranos or something, like a uh, a, a show that has a lot of substance, and it's and it, you know, it kind of, it doesn't overdo it. It knows when to stop, or like it, it, it kind of, you know, gives you great moments throughout. But because to me, like. The fun of of Gambino's rise as a band is where he kind of started off as a mixtape guy, and then he kind of because the internet kind of really puts him on the map, and people start taking him seriously. Um, and then you know, Awaken My Love comes out, and then um, he does more than just rap and hip hop. He does you know the the <clears throat> the soulful soulful album that like no one saw coming. And, and it's like, as he's kind of grown, it's like he gets nominated for a Grammy for Because of the Internet, and then he finally wins multiple Grammys for um, uh, Awaken My Love. And then I think he wins multiple Grammys for um, the This is America. And we, um, me and you, we went to a, we've been to a, a Beano concert, right? So like Yeah, we, we saw, I forgot what tour it was. I think it was, the, was it Awaken tour? Yeah, so that was the This is America yeah. tour. Oh, yeah, so, This is America tour, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was, I, I guess, like, what's crazy about that is you could isolate Donald Glover's career in music all by itself, and it's already, like, top, you know, it's insane what he's accomplished yeah, and how his trajectory went. But you also have to remember he has a totally different career in, like, he made Atlanta, which has become one of the top ten shows of century, depending on who you ask, like, and like he started a lot of you know he's kind of he's he's like made like movies with lando like he's done like a lot of big things as an actor 30 rock yeah like yeah he's been he's doing that like in between making these awesome music you know all these awesome albums and things like that yeah so like but drake's main thing is being that like i'm gonna churn out hits and, and people will you know i don't know to me that that's like yeah. i'm not a huge i like more of his old stuff but like I think he's kind of uh, he kind of seeks out that drama because he like that's how he he keeps himself relevant, keeps himself in the news and and all that. So, I don't know, and I don't think I don't think Charles Gambino like approaches music that way. Yeah, I feel like Drake's just machine. Like he's just there needs to be more words because like <laughs> I want to say corporate, I want to say capitalist, but that doesn't really like. That doesn't really accurately describe the situation, like because <laughs> Drake, Drake is like a machine, bro. Like, yeah, he's done different genres, da 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 da. But at a faster clip, and Gambino, he even had a quote in the GQ article where he said something about um, he had a great quote about peaches, like like peaches, like you can't, you know, like people shouldn't want bad peaches when it's not peach season like like peaches are, are grown <laughs> best like peaches grow best during a certain season like like things are supposed to like happen at a certain time so like so you know it's just a more creative perspective uh, you know like, i'm not going to just drop an album just because people want to make albums 
And meanwhile, Drake is like, oh, bro, like it's always peach season. (laughs) He's probably got got analytics. He's probably got like like uh, technical analysis going on for his own stuff. Like (laughs) when it hits a certain like, you know, what I mean, when things hit a certain viewpoint, he probably knows like, okay, yep, time to drop. You know, I mean, he's probably got charts. And stuff going on with just pure analytics. Okay, is, is, is it time to hop on Afro beats yet? Is it time to hop on Detroit beats? Is it time to do a? I don't know. What's next? Is it time to do footwork yet? Like, I, like you know, he's gonna, you know, he's gonna have a footwork track. Like whatever the next, he's gonna have a funk track. He's gonna have a R and B track. These are all, yeah. These are all like <clears throat> subgenres that like are on TikTok that. Drake will surely have a song in those genres. <laughs> How can I be in every genre on Spotify? Yeah, you know, <laughs> and it's two different. It's two different schools, two different martial arts. I think, yeah, I think it's, you're saying kind of like what you're saying. It's like a bit. It's more of a business for Drake, and for Bino, it's more of a, an art. Like I'm, yeah, I'm making yeah. it when when it's right, not when you know people are, are begging for it or, or but right. if we're if we are like let, let's say hypothetically real quick let's let's talk about this request do you think Chadish Gambino is going to respond like nah <laughs> I, he's nah and like this is kind of a knock against him like because he's just not that guy he said he he did the whole GQ article and like Yo, yo, if y'all listening, go look up the article. Like he's dressed up and he's he's wearing like a ten thousand dollar farmer. He's wearing like ten thousand dollar farmer outfits. Like he's talking about like, oh well, I mean, I don't hate anybody in the game. Like, I like Drake. You know, like why does he sound Drake? like Michael Jackson? It's all about the <laughs> because like this is like some Michael Jackson type. This is just Michael Jackson energy, bro. I don't know. Like Mike Jack would like Michael Jackson definitely like hated everybody but like like there's a part of him that like had disdain for for certain maybe not individuals but like i mean you're you're fighting monsters out here like you like if drake's a whole dragon that you got to compete with and people are all like calling you drake and whatever whatever your your fan your own friends and fans and that are probably bothering you about drake stuff and like you literally don't care. You're busy being like, you know, successful and good at what you do. Like, yeah, <clears throat> you know, like it's probably annoying. But uh, I, I, yeah, I kind of don't expect him to respond either. I think he's got other things going on, and I, I think he is working on music. I don't know if he'll address that in the music. I would um, love if he did, I'll, though. I would love. Yeah, if that'd he, be great. I would love I if he started like dropping. He might as like, well because. I've heard I've heard some people I've heard some fans um turn on 30 rock. I've heard some people like say 30 rocks like like uh problematic or like not <laughs> hasn't aged well. I, I've been rewatching good. that show actually recently. Um, I've I've so, heard the same criticisms about his stand up. I think his well, stand up's pretty good. I think his special's well, pretty like, good. To close out, let, let's just kind of do like a I'll try to think of these categories, but let me know if I'm missing one. Okay, so we're going to do Drake versus B- Charles Gambino head-to-head, starting yeah. with catalog. I think by default, because there's so much to choose from on Drake's side, you kind of have to give it to Drake. Yeah. Um, if singing head-to-head. Ooh. Okay, come on now. I'll give it to Gambino, bro. Yeah. Thank you. 
Okay, I, you have me worried yeah. for a second. What Drake does is not singing. I don't want to. I had to think if like has Drake <laughs> ever like really shredded, but no, not. You really. don't have the pipes. Tosh can yeah. the pipes. Uh, I don't like dancing. I feel like that's that's also oh, in, in, in Childish yeah. Gambino's favor. Yeah, for we, sure. So we we saw his performance. He already had the moves for this American, all that. Like now, Drake had Drake did make Tusi slide, which like <clears throat> he did make a dance. So like, there is an argument that like having made a TikTok dance hit, oh man, Drake gets points. But like, but who's a better dancer? No, like bro. performer? Yeah. yeah, absolutely like, not. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That, now, yeah, that, that's not going to slide over here. But Drake does get some points for that. But but no. <laughs> what about rapping? Was just like head like head to head rapping. Ooh, dang! This one's actually close for me. And I don't know. I think I'm gonna have to give it to. I think I'm, I'm gonna give it to Drake. I'm thinking I have to give this one to Drake. Okay. And if it, yeah, if, if I'm gonna to, to back this up, if if anybody wants to to go retrospective, this check out Tuscan <laughs> Leather. Check out uh. Check out. Look what you've done. Okay. Well, hold on. Hold on. But um. What about like freestyle? Oh, freestyle Gambino gets that one thousand percent, one thousand million percent. Okay, <laughs> I just want to make sure I was Blackberry. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I just want to make sure I wasn't crazy on that front. And I think this this last part, I think what I, this bothers me that it does most people, but the whole writing, like ghostwriting stuff, to me that makes. Drake feel less genuine. He don't think he cares whether he's genuine or not. Yeah, but I think yeah. you could tell a lot of Josh Gambino's writing is is his. Um, so it's close, but I think uh, Childish wins. Just yeah. again, we're biased, but like you could criticize, <laughs> you can't criticize Gambino for the same thing you criticize Drake for, which is like I'm not going to call it culture vulturing, but like appropriate because uh, whatever. Uh, what, what's What's uh the funk album called? Gambino's like Waking My Love. So yeah, Waking My Love. That's that's like basically it's got a lot of funkadelic elements in it. It's got a lot of stuff from like it's got a lot of older songs like packed in there and he's got a different. lot of help. I don't think he's got Bootsy Collins on there. Literally he's got people from Funkadelic, I think, on there. I think it's different than like like that's going like fifty years in the past and picking a genre of music and I'm gonna do that versus like Drake is like I am picking a, a subgenre and then making it mine or whatever. Yeah, very. Yeah, yeah. And and you, Drake <laughs> dropped the house album, and I mean he had some house producers on there, but like it wasn't, it wasn't the, it wasn't the tribute that awakened my like it wasn't at all. Yeah, you, know, you could take yeah, you know, I could show my grandparents awaken my love and they'd be like probably blown away by it, bro. But like you show an old house fan. <laughs> the Drake house flavored album and they'll be like, this is like whack. <laughs> like, who is this? There's no, they like, they don't even have any house legends on here. At least Gambino's got like, I'm pretty sure Gambino had like Bootsy features and stuff on his stuff. So like, okay. he at least had help from, you know what I mean? <laughs> and same thing like when he did, uh, I feel like his first album camp, I feel like that was like basically a Kanye thing. Like where it was like, there's a lot of Kanye on there. And 
Looks like we got cut off there at the end, but I want to thank you for tuning in to Buckets and Beyond and uh, let us know in the survey um, in Spotify whether you choose Childish Gambino or Drake. Going head-to-head, which do you prefer? And thank you for tuning in. Feel free to follow us on Instagram at Buckets and Beyond and then follow us on Twitter at Buckets Beyond. Thanks so much. We are out of here. Adios.